This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 50 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we talk with Claudia Garner from Stance Equine about turmeric and coconut. Critter nutrition focuses on glyphosate and hay. In Tigopedia, we answer the question of diet changes for itchy dogs. And in Coffee Clatch, we share our favorite funny stories from Thanksgiving past. Join us. have you been up to patty p well tiggy i've been working a lot which is actually not a bad thing because it's finally cool here and um actually it's the weather's been quite perfect cause it's like been between 62 and 65 it's been really good really nice so we've been just you know got lots of new horses in and busner patookies what have you been doing well, I'm getting ready for the big launch. I know. You ha- you've had a busy week. You've got a busy <laughs> stuff going on. It's unbelievable. I know. You've Don't you always think. explain launch, Tiggy. Yeah. Come on. Oh, okay. So, um, Biostar is launching a new company on, uh, no, <laughs> I almost forgot the date, Uh-oh. on November 27th, which is Monday, which is the day of the um, horse Radiothon. Radiothon, horse radio network. Radiothon, so it's sort of a convergence. It's a harmonic convergence. Yes, and the new company is called Seeds for Kindness, and it's it's a website that offers products from around the world that are environmentally conscious, um, using um, repurposed, recycled, reimagined material that would normally wind up in landfills or or the ocean. And I, I'm so excited about this because these little companies, I mean, some of these are just like a little group of women in India yeah. making beads out of old sari material that would normally just be thrown away. And all of these companies and artists um, dedicate part of their profits to another charitable um endeavor so like the the sari beads they fund women uh, girls education in india by providing books and transportation to get little girls in rural areas to Mm. school um and the greatest thing about this is that seeds for kindness also has a dedicated charity which we will rotate right now it's going to be american forests they want to plant 11 million trees in 2018 and some of those trees are going to be planted where the forest fires had devastated so much of california and the northwest oh wow that's so which is so great so i love trees too so when you go to seeds for kindness um on november 27th you will see products that are so innovative so cool and you are not only helping that company's charity, but you're also helping to um, reforest um, the forests in the United States. And yeah. this is this is a like a flash sale. So we keep rotating products as we sell out. We'll bring another company's products in. And the cool thing is, it's like this. We're starting with this little community, and I can just see it growing. Of you know, consumers and companies and artists, mm-hmm. and we're all working towards the same goal, yeah. which is to make the planet better than when, yeah. than when we, huh, you know, left it. Yeah, <laughs> or trying I, to I leave love it. The, I love the ripple effect of it, though, because yeah, the the consumer, somebody goes to seeds seeds plural for kindness dot com. Yeah, and gonna, yeah. You have good. a need. You need to purchase an item. A gift, yep. something specific, yep. something to make you feel good because you needed some retail therapy. Um, <laughs> so you fulfill that need. And by fulfilling that need, you are fulfilling the need of so many more down the line. It's like that that, that ripple effect, that 
Yeah. Fulfillment, fulfillment of your need fulfills many other needs on many other levels. It's way beyond just making a purchase. Correct. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, that's just so cool. So it is. Well, you know, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, how those multi level companies, yeah. you know, they have, mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking this is the best the version of a multi level company, it's really. The good kind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. So Thanks. the website, yeah, the website mean, address neat. is seeds seedsforkindness.com. Seeds for and on the and is, it, is it up now? It's up and going? No. No. Okay. No, not till the 27th. Right now okay. it we, says opening soon. Right. <laughs> it does. It says opening soon. I'm there right now. Seeds for Kindness, opening soon. <laughs> not yet available. Okay. And, well, cool. and the, the um, what, what I have had so much fun, it's... It, it's ridiculous fun is to go and find the companies and, you know, order one item so that I can bring it back to Biostar and we can all look at it and say, hmm, yeah. yeah, that's up to our, da, da, da. and I mean, we have, we, we were, it won't be, this product will not be on the website on the 27th. It'll probably be the first week in December, but this is an artist in New Orleans and she gets used guitar string mm. and makes earrings out of them. I mean, oh, that's cool. really cool earrings. And then she dedicate donates part of her profits to the musicians in New Orleans. Oh, how neat. See that so ripple effect. It it is. It's 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 so cool and when you, you know, when you put them on, you're you know, you just, you're in touch with New Orleans and with music and it's not ending up being trashed. That is so cool. It must be so much fun looking for these it things. It is so fun. And we have found some really, really amazing, cool. Oh, this local guy, <laughs> this artist, he, he, his company is called Stuff Made From Stuff. Wow. He makes clocks out of old movie reels, oh, neat. old motherboards, bicycle chains, old 45 RPM records. Oh, wow. oh and on that line, I, I came across an artist that was making plant, hanging plant pots. Like you can hang them on your porch, you know, the kind of hanging kinds. She, the pot was made out of a gourd, but the part that hung it from your porch was made out of old bridal parts. <gasps> oh, that's just too cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was all different. It was bridal parts and martingales and, and cinches and girls, all kinds of bits of different yeah, that's old cool. rotten. Oh, that's that really cool. It mm-hmm. was, and they were beautiful. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I wish I had grabbed that. her card while I was there. If I ever come across her again, I'll make sure I please I, uh, send her to me. I, I will send the information to you because it was so clever. Cause what do you do with old tack, right? You can't exactly. really use it. It's kind of brittle, but it makes beautiful planters. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm really looking that's forward so... to just seeing all the fascinating things that I know. Cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, cool. it, and it's the future. I really think it's the future of, purchasing and gifts it is i mean i love amazon but I, i'm not really contributing anything but mm-hmm. to amazon and to the and fedex <laughs> um, but i i think i think more and more people are looking for ways of helping the planet more than just saying god what are we going to do about the environment you know we've gotten mm-hmm. to the point where doing is as much therapy for us as it is for helping Mother Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And speaking, kind of, speaking of therapy. <laughs> yes. Turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, we, well, we've got a little Hedwig therapy coming up. And, oh, we uh, do. We do. Um, and we're going to have a little Hedwig therapy right after we chat with Claudia Garner from Stance Equine USA. And this is going to, this, I can't wait to hear this because I really know just about nothing about uh, Copra, which Tumor. is one of the ingredients yeah. in this whole thing. So Coconut. Yeah. let's get to it. Okay. Alrighty. And we're here with Claudia Garner from Stance Equine USA. Welcome, Claudia, to Healthy Critters. Welcome. Thank you for having me. 
I, I'm really excited to um, to talk to you because several months ago I tried a product of yours called Tumerical. And quite honestly, I was not skeptical. I was just, eh, yeah, okay. Turmeric and coconut, great mm-hmm. individual foods. Not sure how they'll work together in my horses, but I have a a client's horse that was diagnosed with a tumor in her sinuses. It's inoperable. And they gave her at best a, a couple of months to live. She has been on Tumerical now for four months. That tumor has not changed at all. Wow. The, the specialist yeah. said, oh, it's going to get so big, it's going to cut off her breathing, and you're going to have to put her down. It has not changed. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've been so impressed with it, with its palatability, that I have all eight horses on it. Wow. And I love this. So... With that introduction, because I'm a huge <laughs> fan of this product, um, tell tell us about what Tumerical is, what the ingredients are, and how it works. Well, um, I would like to tell you a little bit about how this all came together. There is a um, gentleman in Australia, a veterinarian. His name is Doug English, and he has... Um, brought turmeric to the forefront of a lot of social media aficionados by um, having a Facebook group that has over 250,000 members, meanwhile. Whoa. So this is no small thing. And um, Dr. Kempton, the owner of Stan's Equitech um, in Australia, got wind of this group and um, looked at what they are doing. And um, what Dr. English was suggesting was that, um, or still is suggesting, is that you cook your own turmerical paste. He names that golden paste. Golden paste. And um, you mix water and turmeric and cook it for seven to eight minutes and hope that it doesn't do what it did in my kitchen and splatters to the ceiling (laughs) where it will be forever. (laughs) True. (laughs) Immortalized because (laughs) turmeric is not um, a forgiving stain. No. (laughs) Okay, note to self. (laughs) Note to self, do not let it cook unattended. Gotcha. Yes. Um, so you one. do this for seven to eight minutes, and then you have to let it cool down uh, quite a bit till it's just warm, and then you add coconut oil or olive oil or um, flaxseed oil because these are all oils that do not inflame. Um, so they are really healthy. And then you add pepper to it, and these two components are added to it to slow the um, the pepper slows the um, going through the system down so it can be absorbed, and the oil breaks the turmeric down because turmeric does not dissolve in water. It only dissolves in oil. Yeah. Um, and so this whole process takes a minimum of half an hour outside of the cleanup. Mm-hmm. And, then it la- and then it lasts two weeks in the refrigerator, or you can freeze it. And then comes another detriment to the whole story, and that is that um, the coconut oil <laughs> it itself... turns into lard. <laughs> Gets gets hot at um, 76 degrees Fahrenheit or 24 degrees Celsius. Right. So, um, and while the dogs have no problem with these little (laughs) nuggets, um, the horses are not so fond of hot coconut oil. Yeah. It's not not something that they would usually ingest. So, um, 
Dr. Kempton and Dr. English live in the same neighborhood. And so they put their heads together and um, came up with a formula that um, puts all of this in a powdered form. So there is turmeric and there is powdered coconut oil and there is ground black pepper in this formulation as it has been until now. And then, and this is what you still still have um, in your barn, but we just got our first shipment of the new formulation, hmm. which Ooh. adds yeah. <laughs> another another turmerical, um, another turmeric species, which is um, we usually use curcuma longer, uh-huh. and um, now this one is the new one is curcuma. Sandarissa, which comes hmm. um, from a different island, is a little bit di- has a little bit different properties, and therefore enhances the whole concoction. Wow! And then, yeah, and and then we have added resveratrol back in. Ah, resveratrol. Mm-hmm. And what does because that do? Super antioxidant. Is a super antioxidant, as Tigger says, and. It um, has a synergistic reaction with turmeric. The two parts are working super well together, and it increases their antioxidant properties mm-hmm. multifold. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be even even stronger anti-inflammatory. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What really impresses me um, about this is that you use the whole plant. And, and can, can really you explain important. why that why Stance decided to use the whole plant, not an extract? Well, the extract is a kind of a Western medicine idea. Um, the extract has has become since the 1940s. Um, this has been researched in the Western world. This whole turmeric deal. And um, in order to make a standardized test, you have to have something that you can reproduce. Mm -hmm. And turmeric is a plant, and you cannot really say how much curcumin is in there. And so they they used in the Western world the extract because that was always... Whereas the plant has, has some variables... Which Correct. is which is totally normal and and no no big deal, but it doesn't make for a controlled scientific study. And while people um, in the scientific um, community, um, which goes as far as the American Cancer Society, um, talk forever about turmeric, they then all of a sudden interchange it without without stopping and thinking with curcumin, and it's just not the same. Correct. Mm. There are so many other compounds in the turmeric yep. that are really important. It's not, you cannot it's take not a just piece out of a plant. Correct. Yep, yep, exactly. It's the whole versus an isolated part of it. And um, this, is, this is really important to understand in, in all feeding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for what horses, um, for our listeners, what, what, what would you recommend this product for? What kind of, yeah, what um, kind of challenges, health challenges? Well, the, I give it now that I that I have used this for a while. I give it to my horses just so that they don't deteriorate in their age as fast as they would without it. Mm-hmm. Because, so um, but start, like starting at what age though? I would, I would start with it at, at five years old. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Cause I have a coming you know, five year old. <laughs> that's when they're, when they're fully grown. <clears throat> and, and we know from humans that once they're fully grown, they start to deteriorate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. I that's, would that's I would think that this is this is the same for horses or dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I give it to my dogs all the time. 
every day. That way the itching has, has stopped. But let's talk more about horses. Um, I had a long a while ago, a laminitic mini. And this mini um, has, I, I gave him some herbal concoction from another company. And I had, that usually worked. So kind of, sort of. <laughs> and yeah. I, and I, I had run out of that. And I thought, oh, well, I give, till this comes back and is reordered, I give him this miracle. Let's see how that works. This worked better than the herbal remedy that I gave him mm. before. Laminitic horses have mostly problem that the la- laminae in the hoof are inflamed. And when this happens, they stop moving. And when they, st- because it hurts. Right. And when they stop moving, the inflammation cannot Gets be worse. carried out of yep. the hoof. Uh, and it gets stagnant there, mm-hmm. and then they move less till they can not move at all anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you um, dampen the in- inflammation um, with the turmeric or the turmerical, then you they can move again. And when they're moving, everything goes away. Mm-hmm. Movement so is the number one yes, healing mechanism yep. on horses. Bravo. Yep. Would you use it for um, horses that have uh, soft tissue injuries? Would you use it for muscle soreness? Would you use when you, it for when you use it? When you use it for, you can use it for for almost anything. Um, soft muscle tissue injuries. It's again the same. If the if the inflammation does not go away, help it with some turmeric. Help it with Mm -hmm. turmeric. If you have something that is right now not not an issue anymore, but in a few months the gnats come out again and it gets warm again and the the little critters start biting on the horses, Um, it is terrific for midline dermatitis. Mm. Mm. It's... Um, you can make a paste with a little bit extra coconut oil out of it um, and put it on the outside, and the flies instantly stop biting. Wow. And then you feed it from the inside to, to heal. Wow. Most healing goes through the inside, and the same is true with sarcoids. Um when you have sarcoids, you feed to miracle from yeah. the inside, wow. and then you make a paste and put it on the outside. Oh wow! And the in most cases, we always have to be careful what we say, but in most cases, the sarcoid starts drying up and goes away. Wow! It is a miracle with turmeric. Therefore, it's named to miracle, to miracle, mm-hmm. and it really is a miracle. I'm I'm really stoked about this. Yeah, Patty, do you have a question? Because you've I am got just a barn full of horses. Yeah, well, I believe it or not, Tigger, because this is one of the questions I know you're going to ask me later. Um, I've had stew on this product, and I, um, uh, I, no, I have, you've had them on Cool Stance. No, I've had them on to miracle as well. You didn't tell me that. Well, I told you a while ago, and he was he was taken off of it. Ha ha ha! Anyway, he did awesome on it. But I like I um, I have a, a large variety of horses, and I have a horse. Um, uh, one of my clients in San Antonio has a horse with reoccurring sarcoids. So let me tell you, she's going to be getting some of this. Um, so I mean, it's just it. Uh, I mean, it just seems to me that there's not a horse out there that shouldn't go on it if you're, um, especially if you're not feeding whole foods because your horse is, you know. Um. Well, and, and this this brings me to something that, that I just have to say. <laughs> um, if you, no amount of turmeric will help your severely compromised horse. Sure. If you do not change the diet. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, you. You can't just medicate it out. Right. Right. You have to change the diet. 
Yeah. Here, here. Here, here. This is the same with dogs. You know, to give them to miracle, it will help. It yeah. will help without a question. But keeping keep feeding kibble, and yeah. you're you're kind of throwing money out the window because yeah. it never can can do its full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full benefit. You know? Full benefit. It, it, yeah, full because benefit. it's impeded by the process. The, the processed yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, Claudia, do you recommend introducing turmeric to horses and dogs slowly? Can you yes, start? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, no, so far, no horse has said, I can't eat this. Okay. The horses all eat it. Some dogs, depending what they eat otherwise, um, and how many dogs you have in one club sitting there and eat, you know, when you feed them all together, they eat almost everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you, when you have just one and that's a little bit pampered, you may have to introduce it very slowly. We recommend for 30 pounds body weight, one tablespoon twice a day. So Are I would sure start a with a teaspoon. Sorry. Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely. Glad somebody's paying attention. Well, I was just going to say, 30 pounds, I forgot we were talking about dogs. I'm like, God, that's a really small horse. <laughs> My God, she has, she has tiny horses. <laughs> but we were talking about dogs, so sorry. <laughs> we're talking about dogs. And yep. um, so one tea, I would start any dog with a quarter a teaspoon quarter. and then work up to a teaspoon for every 30 pounds twice a day. And um, for the horses, it's one ounce twice a day for for a thousand pound horse. And then if you have a smaller one. And then what I think is important to understand, because people often think that when they give more, it gets better. Uh-uh. You know, you take one headache pill, the headache goes a little bit away. You take four, it definitely goes away. You don't feel anything else either. Um, <laughs> but... When you feed turmeric or turmeric, makes no difference in, in this case, however you prepare it, um, it is more important to feed it more often than to feed more. Yep. Oh, so, that's a very interesting point. So feed more often than more. It okay. does, it's yeah, better it to, give, to spread it out so the yeah, blood levels right. stay consistent rather than give two scoops once a day. Yeah, the two scoops once a day is really not working. Yeah. Yep. It makes a huge difference if you give it every 12 hours. Mm-hmm. It's way better than to give give it only every 24 hours. Yeah. If you can give it every six hours. Especially you know, acute, in an acute situation. In an acute situation, yeah. If you If he really needs it. Um, I would give give it as often as you can manage. This is always a management problem. Yeah. Everything yeah. is a management problem. Oh, amen to that. Um, this is why veterinarians say you have to put this cream in his eye five times a day because they know you only put it in twice. Right. <laughs> and if they don't say five times, it doesn't even go in twice. So... So, Claudia, um, for for people who want to buy Tumerical, yeah, where um, Jennifer, who lives in Florida, was saying, well, you know, where can I get it? Um, you can order it from our website. At the moment, this is the safest way to get it. I am working with many different outlets to get it in stores, uh, to get it into a system where we can distribute it nationwide. Good. Um, I'm really working on this, but for now, it is stands equineusa.com. And we have the website link. Uh, mm-hmm. It will be on Healthy Critters page. So when we release um, this podcast, you can certainly go to healthycritters.com and get and click on the link and go directly to Stance Equine USA. Yes. So, Claudia, thank you so much. This is yes, thank you. This is just I'm, been awesome. I'm a raving fan of this product. Very and good. I, 
I wouldn't have realized it till I used it, but I, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I appreciate yes. you having me on, let me, letting me talk about it. And um, please let me know how I can help. We have some new stuff coming out pretty soon for ulcers and horses. Oh, good. And I'll let you know when that happens. Okay, that's great. And yeah. uh, can people call you with questions? And Absolutely. Under this number or under my cell phone number, you can And we have your cell phone number on our, on our website. So yeah. Yeah. Um, feel, as Claudia said, feel free to call her and ask questions and, and really get your horses on this Tumerical. It's a great product. That's customer service right there. Thank you, Claudia, so much. Thank you for having me. No okay, problem. Claudia, happy Thanksgiving. Same to you. Yep. Same to every one of you. Hello. Hetty. Hi, Hetty. Hello. People are unpacky and beautiful. You sound like you're in the holiday spirit. We have a new weather. Oh, you do? Yes, and I'm already putting it right in its place, explaining where he belongs on the totem pole. Is that an inappropriate reference due to the holiday? I hope not. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I had I have a question for you since you're bringing up the holiday, and I hope that we don't put little brother on this list. But Hetty, <laughs> what is your preference at Thanksgiving? Are you a turkey, a ham, or a vegetarian type of a Pomeranian? Now let us take a moment and point out that I live in a version of hell in which <laughs> I am forced to cooperate with the idiot vegetarian servant and her need that we not kill turkeys. <laughs> I mean, I have never met a turkey, but I'm sure it would want to die for me to eat it. <laughs> yes. Perhaps. Okay. Okay. Everything wants to die so I can eat it. Right. Yesterday I found a, a mouse left for me by the cat. And my sister and I took turns rooting in it and painting ourselves red with its blood. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you guys trying to teach your brother new tricks? Um, no, we were referencing Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> It was disturbing in a sort of short, furry way. <laughs> well, okay. Well, there you have it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, do you? So, if you don't get a turkey, what do you get to eat? Kibble. <laughs> kibble. Is Maybe it's turkey flavored kibble. No, sweet potato. Okay. Oh, oh. Well, well, that's, that's sort of very Thanksgiving-ish. Yeah. yeah yep, that's that, so the, so that's a little vegetarian-ish. She's making a, a Stilton and chestnut out pie and a butternut squash parmesan roulade. Oh. Wow. I can't even spell it. I can't even spell it, but I'm thinking I want to try it. We were having sex. I'm going to get scraps. <laughs> well, that's oh. good. Oh, oh. I, I like Stilton. You oh, do? Cheese. <laughs> of course. Oh, Duh. Was, yeah, it's cheese. I what? was come on, Tig. <laughs> what what are you new, Tig? <laughs> you were the program. It's a very strong cheese. Yes, it is, but it's cheese. Out of curiosity. I have a very strong-willed dog. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say that. You're a strong Pomeranian. Yeah. That makes sense. Again, I Tig, what do you do? Is this your first day? I got a Gruyere. I basically the cheese I wanted. Yeah. Are you going to teach the cheese loving to your new brother? I have already embarked upon teaching him some lovely tricks. Uh-oh. 
On your way home from the airport, my servant was overcome by needing to use the washroom, and so we stopped at a Starbucks because it took seven years to get home. And <laughs> got a little, and our dinner was late, and she felt guilty. And the <laughs> a little tray with cheese and oh. egg, and I might have taken the cheese before she even got to sort out what was in there. I don't know, Hetty. It sounds like you have a pretty darn good servant. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I bombed it from the right. She had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Hetty. Um, All right. <laughs> thank you for those little pearls of wisdom. <laughs> As always. As always. Your fans appreciate it. Yep. Put the egg yolk first. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the servant won't eat them, so we get them every day. Awesome. Oh. And, and I'm looking forward to spending the winter with you in Florida. We're going to have ourselves a time, digging. <laughs> God help me. I know. Already planning some escapades. Well, we, we we can't wait to experience them with you, Hedwig. Now you have a happy and uh, cheese-filled Thanksgiving. Yep. And many Thanksgivings to you as well. Thanks, Hetty. Bye. Bye, Hetty. So we are now at the Tigopedia portion of our show, and I am always reaching out and asking people, you know, what what sort of questions do you have? And this time we have a good dog question, uh, Miss Tigopedia. <laughs> and the question is, what what easy dietary changes can you make if you have an itchy dog? Making it simple, because a lot of people have itchy dogs, and um, and a lot of times it's dietary. What would be your suggestions you are not gonna like my answer uh, <laughs> start right may, there maybe i will tigger <laughs> um because there's nothing easy about an itchy dog right there are so many uh possible causes so um the first one i would do is rule out if it's a food sensitivity mm-hmm. okay and that would start with you know, if I always give a chicken kibble, mm-hmm. switch to a beef. Right. Or switch to a fish or. Right. Okay. And start eliminating. And you can't just do it for like two days. You've got to, you know, really feed it for a week or two. Right. Um, to see if it makes a difference. And then if the dog is still itchy, go to a different protein. And after you rotate it, and, and don't be afraid to use something exotic like rabbit mm-hmm. um if that if it's if the dog is still itchy then there are two things i would do i would absolutely get off kibble well that would be the first thing i personally would do right but a lot of people aren't ready to go to raw but i would go to raw okay and i would find i would look for a what i consider sort of hypoallergenic protein mm-hmm. and rabbit is one of them um quail is another because they're the dogs are not used to these proteins Mm -hmm. so they tend not to have sensitivities to them okay so why Um, is the protein why is the protein the sensitivity well that's if 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 some dogs i should say many dogs have protein sensitivities and sometimes it's genetic Sometimes okay. it's because they're fed the same protein day in, day out, week after week, month after month. And the body just, instead of taking it in like a normal protein, starts turning around and fighting it. Okay. I've noticed in in my puppy, Wookie, that she starts scratching after she has chicken. Mm. And I rotate her. She never gets the same meal, two meals in a row. Okay. But every time I feed her chicken, she itches. Not bad, not terrible. It's a few. But no, you notice it. You notice it. But I notice it. Okay. exactly. Okay. Um, 
And the other thing, I if if changing proteins, rotating foods, getting on raw doesn't really fix the problem, then you need to get allergy tested. Right. Because then it could possibly be allergens in the environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could have it, or you could have dogs that are prone to this type of stuff, which are like I do with the Frenchies. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Now there, it's because partly they're immune systems. Right. And the, you go back to the protein thing too, but yeah, that's, that's a good and point. Colostrum for me is always my go-to with skin issues. Okay. Colostrum and a really good oil like coconut or camelina with a high vitamin E. Okay. Um, so those would be the simple, the quote unquote, simple things to do. To fix. Yes. Right. And actually, um, a little plug here, but my new book, The World According to Kemosabe, will be um, available December 1. And I Yay. have a whole section on how to deal with allergies and itching. And oh, that's awesome. Cool. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we've learned a lot. So if anybody, if any of our, our listeners um, ever have good Tigapedia type questions, Please want, send them to Patty. <laughs> please, yeah, but yeah, please send them to me. Um, but there's always, there's, you know, I'm always getting different types of questions, and I always try to ask Tigger the same question, but in a different way. <laughs> and she loves that. But this has been great information because a lot of people don't realize why their dogs are itching, and understanding the proteins um, and changing things up is is great. And that was a couple very good uh, things to try. But honestly, if people have any questions or feedback on, um, if they've gone to raw and they've had success with doing stuff like this, let us know. And Tigger, where, where would they find that at? Where would they find us on Facebook? Healthy Critters Radio. Yay. And here we are at Critter Nutrition and um, I'm going to talk about glyphosate, the, the herbicide known as Roundup, and hay. Um, recently, a colleague directed me to a study conducted by researchers at the Institute of Bacteriology and Mycology in Leipzig University, the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine in Germany. The study, Distribution of Glyphosate in Chicken Organs and its Reduction by Humic Acid Supplementation, really piqued my interest. There's been a troublesome trend over the last few years. More and more horse owners are reporting that their horses suddenly get the squirts, have chronic diarrhea, chronic loose stools, and increased gas. Some of these bowel abnormalities can be traced to high sugar grasses, parasite overload, infection, hindgut ulcers, inflammatory bowel disease, and they improve with appropriate treatment and or management changes. But some horses don't improve, despite a variety of medicines and diet changes. Of course, the one food all these horses have in common is hay. Although the hay is grown in various places around the country and Canada, thanks to the marketing efforts of companies like Monsanto, hay farmers are encouraged to use glyphosate as a desiccant before harvest, helping the crop dry out in advance of harvesting. There are other herbicides that are used for crop and hay production, picloram and cloppy rallid. The University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences warns of using animal manure as a soil amendment because manure contamination can occur if the animals were fed forage treated with herbicides. Quote, even if the grass is cut, dried, and baled as hay, the herbicide remains. When the forage is fed to livestock, the herbicide is released within the digestive tract of the animal and excreted in the manure. End quote. This publication recommends doing a bioassay on any manure used for gardening or spread on fields. The rabbit hole. A published review in 2015 in Environmental Sciences Europe on glyphosate residue and Roundup crops noted that results indicate a rise in glyphosate residue levels in recent decades. In 1999, a major producer of both glyphosate and genetically modified crops declared that glyphosate residue levels of 5.6 milligrams per kilo in glyphosate-tolerant soybeans were considered to be extreme high values. But as of 2013, those levels would now be considered moderate to low. Global production figures support the notion that very large quantities of glyphosate are being sold and dispersed. What this means is our horses are getting a higher exposure. In 2013, two researchers published a study, Glyphosate Pathways to Modern Diseases 2, 
The study points out that glyphosate has been shown to disrupt gut bacteria in animals, preferentially killing beneficial forms and causing an overgrowth of pathogens. Two other properties of glyphosate negatively impact health, chelation of minerals such as iron and cobalt, and interference with cytochrome P450 enzymes, which play many important roles in the body. The tight junctions. The tight junctions are the firewall of the intestinal lining. Think of them as the gatekeepers, allowing large macro proteins across the membrane and keeping out the bad guys. The tight junctions control the trafficking with a little peptide called zonulin, which acts directly on the tight junctions to loosen them, allowing whatever needs to get through to get through, including macronutrients and fiber. These tight junctions tie together the epithelial layer of the intestinal lining from nasal sinuses to the rectum. They tie together the blood-brain barrier. In humans, gluten has been found to trigger zonulin production, thereby weakening the tight junctions. The GI tract becomes a kind of leaky sieve, which creates a toxic buildup, absorbing heavy metals, plastic residue, petroleum-based toxins, and chemical residues. We know horses get leaky guts, but we don't know what we don't know is if, if the gluten is causing it. Glyphosate and the tight junctions. Glyphosate causes the upregulation of zonulin, and in laboratory tests was 10 times more potent in opening tight junctions and causing leaky gut than gluten. But another feature of glyphosate is that it was patented as an antimicrobial. What we know from research at MIT is that the good bacteria in the gut gets killed off by glyphosate. So now we have an increase in zonulin, opening the tight junctions, and a reduced microbiome of beneficial bacteria. Looking to Europe for answers. The German study my colleague recommended that I read was based on the fact that glyphosate residues could be detected in animal feed and animal organs, including liver, spleen, lung, intestine, heart, muscles, and kidney. The study focused on what could reduce the residue and therefore protect consumers from glyphosate residues in chicken meat. When the study, published by the Journal of Poultry Science, January 2014, showed was that the supplementation with humic acid led to a significant decrease in glyphosate residue. Two years after the study was published, the Munich Environmental Institute released the results of their testing, which found 14 popular German beers contained traces of glyphosate. Chickens are not the only animals humic acid has been researched on. Beef cattle, dairy cows, horses, sheep, goats, hogs, earthworms, and emus have been used in case studies that show humic acid does not cause allergic reactions or embryotoxic properties. Scientists at the Agricultural Institute in Moscow reported that humic acid is beneficial for the cardiovascular system, endocrine system, and gastric intestinal system. What is humic acid? Humic acid and fulvic acid are organic substances produced by the decomposition and biodegradation of plant matter. Fulvic acid has a smaller molecule size than humic acid and is able to penetrate the mitochondria of the cell. Humic acid has a higher carbon content than fulvic acid and can increase the level of beneficial microbes. Before our soils became sick, overused, overfertilized, humic acid was part of the soil complex. Peat is one of the sources of humic acid commonly sourced from bogs. The amount of humic acid varies widely depending on the age and variety of plant decomposition of the bog. Lignite, known as brown coal, is formed from naturally compressed peat and is a source of humic and fulvic acid. A more consistent source of humic acid is from the Himalayas, and it's called shilajit. This bioresin was formed during the time the Himalayan mountains were born some 47 million years ago when the collision of major tectonic plates caused India and Eurasia to smash into each other. Pure shilajit provides 65% humic and fulvic acid. Humic acid in the tight junctions. Research published in the Journal of Clinical Nutrition, published January 2017, showed that lignite extract blocked glyphosate-mediated injury in small intestinal and colon epithelial membranes, even at glyphosate levels 50 times higher than allowable in foods like corn and soy. The study further pointed out that lignite strengthened the intestinal barrier function, thereby helping to reduce tight junction dysregulation. Humic acid for horses and dogs. 
With my own horses and dogs, I'm taking a proactive approach to glyphosate. I know it is in my hay. My dogs are on raw, but most of the raw protein is grass-fed, not necessarily organic. So I can't be sure they aren't getting some glyphosate exposure. For the horses, I use Biostar's Impulsion or Quantum with the purified shilajit extract, which provides the humic acid. For the dogs, I use Biostar's Juvenate, providing a blend of shilajit extract with Indian gooseberry bound to chromium, a micromineral important in the metabolism of fat, protein, and carbohydrates. Are our animals getting sick because of glyphosate? We just don't know with any exactness. The World Health Organization has declared glyphosate a probable carcinogen. Several studies have shown that glyphosate suppresses the hemoproteins, cytochrome P450 enzymes, and amino acid biosynthesis by the gut microbiome. Other studies have shown glyphosate's effect on specific beneficial bacteria, lactobacillus, bifidus, bacillus, and enterococcus, and it reduces their population in the GI tract. But the more harmful bacterial strains like E. coli and salmonella are resistant to glyphosate, meaning their numbers can increase under glyphosate exposure while the beneficial bacteria perish. Humic acid provides an important defense against glyphosate's effects on the body, specifically the gut and the tight junctions. I like to think of humic acid as the Jedi, helping to protect the body from the imperial stormtroopers known as glyphosate. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. coffee clatch and we're going to talk about and share hmm. our funny post Thanksgiving holiday stories that have to do with animals. And mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with one of my favorites, <laughs> which was many years ago, I had two wolf dogs mm. and one of them was named Raven Wolf and he was huge you know, 120 plus pounds. Wow, this is way before me. Okay. And when he moved through the house, it was like having an enormous whale. (laughs) And he was very quiet on his feet. You know, as big as he was, he landed very softly. Well, I was having people over for Thanksgiving dinner. And I, you know, made the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and and I put it all out on the table and my guests came mm-hmm. and we were sitting around the living room having drinks and everyone's chatting and da, 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 da. And I said, well, you know, now it's time to go in for dinner and <laughs> walk in to the kitchen, kitchen dining room area. I know where this is going. <laughs> <No turkey>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Mm-hmm. Wait a minute! I know I took it out of the oven. Oh, I can't even imagine how oh, that must have felt. And he had taken it out into the laundry room and was dining on it. Oh my gosh! So that was my first vegetarian. <laughs> I was going to say because at that point you go, do you go take it from the dog? Do you wash no. it off? How you know? <laughs> no, that's how I think. Just so you know. I'd be like, no. God, five second rule. Is it five second on the floor? Five second in their mouth? Like, how does that work? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So first veg. So that was the, that was the indicator that you're going to have to go uh, vegetarian, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks to that dog. Yeah. Wow. Well, I am. Um, I have somewhat of a similar story. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it with a Jack Russell? No, it's with Boris. Do you remember good old Boris? Oh. Bor- Boris was my little miniature pincher. It was the, it would be it, Boris, boy, Boris is going way back. Tiggs. Um, he, he was one of the ones that, you know, came with me the first time that I was in Florida when I met you, oh, years ago. But Boris was a miniature pincher and um, <clears throat> Boris was tenacious. And um, for example, Boris was never really good at following the rules. In fact, uh, I, my way of <clears throat> teaching Boris to do a recall was to let him go on the beach. He saw some seagulls, chase them. I ran for, I don't know, an hour and a half, caught him. And I thought, well, I'm going to teach him a lesson. I let him go again. <laughs> I was young. Okay. <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't happen twice, a third time. So, but anyway, the kids were young um, and we were living down on the farm and um, we had had, Peter had made a great big wonderful turkey and I had made the vegetables and all that and we had eaten thank goodness we had eaten and it was warm because it was in Virginia it wasn't terribly cold like it can be occasionally but it was just nice and beautiful so we went outside just for a little bit just to kind of hang out and (laughs) play with the kids well we came back in and little old Boris who was only about 15 pounds just thought it'd be a great idea to get inside the 20 pound turkey no Oh, yeah. oh, he was, yeah, he was, it was gone. It was gone. I mean, and the thing, the worst part of it was he was, he was hauling that thing off the table and he, it was just, it was sort of like, it was one of those things you're like, do I want to keep watching this because this is really funny or do we just go ahead and get the dog off the turkey or vice versa? So anyway, that was a couple, couple bites later <laughs> when I mean bites, I'm talking about his, his mouth on our hands. <laughs> We did we we did learn to never leave food on the table after that, um, <laughs> but that was um, that was one of our uh, most famous turkey tales when it came to the pups. Wow! So that's a good question. I'm sure there are many, 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 many families out there whose canine companion has helped themselves to the turkey when mm-hmm. it gets put on the table. What? I'm inclined to, if that's, if I'm watching that scene play out in front of me, I'm going, you know, I'm just going to let you have it. Cause it's a, it's a done deal. I don't want yeah, it anymore at this done point. Deal. Right. Just enjoy exactly. that. You help yourself. Yes. Just, yeah. Knock yourself out. You enjoy that turkey. Yeah. 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 It now I remember this is many, many years ago. I had a Malamute and I was at my grandparents' house for Thanksgiving and Thankfully, they let me bring my dog. And that was a time when, you know, that generation drank a lot. You know, they wouldn't start Thanksgiving without cocktails. Right. And so everybody is in, again, the living room. Yeah. And, you know, they're drinking Manhattans and all these, you know, kinds of... Swanky. Yeah. And it's my aunts and uncles. Yeah, it's a whole big family thing. And, you know, this was a, a, a relatively well-behaved Malamute. Well, we all go into the dining room, and I just left her, you know, to wander around, right? We have a great dinner. I come back, and she, she, she's three sheets to the wind. Oh, my she gosh. She went around and drank the alcohol. Are you serious? Yes. And it oh, looked like so she had just roamed around the coffee table Looking out of this, looking at she oh, was. That is just too. My funny. God, she was so wasted. <laughs> she, she was snockered. That's hilarious. Was, oh my gosh. Oh, that is funny. And my wow. grandmother, God rest her soul, her only comment was, "Thank God she didn't get into the caviar." <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> we'll forgive her drink, drinking the liquor, yeah. but don't get into the yeah. caviar. <laughs> caviar. That's oh, that funny. is too funny. Oh, that is good. Well, any if you all have any good uh, holiday stories after Thanksgiving, or quite frankly, any holiday, we'd love to hear about them. Please share, please. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. 
Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 